Hello everyone and welcome to The Merative with me, Nick Dale. On today's episode we have our first agency discussion with Elena, one of the founders and managers of top London agent Ray and Robin. We get into a lot of topics and answer a lot of your questions, so let's get into it. Okay, hi Elena, thanks for doing the podcast, it's great to have you with us. Um, why don't you do a quick introduction? Of course. Hi, everybody. My name's Elena. I'm the manager of Ray and Robin, children's modelling agency. Very happy to be here talking with Nick today. Great, great. It's really good to have you here. Lots of people are excited to hear what you've got oh, to say. thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> Lovely. So I've shot a lot of your kids. I'm interested to see um, in your story. So how did you guys get started and how long have you been going? Yeah, so we're relatively new compared to a lot of the other children's modelling agencies. We're four years old now, um, just celebrated our fourth birthday actually, which was nice. Oh, congrats. Um, so my, my sister and I set up the agency together, Anna and I. We both had a sort of fashion-based background. I'd always been booking, but with adults. Mm. And I just sort of thought, oh, we always wanted to do our own thing. We always wanted to do our own agency. So it was a long time coming. And we always, I worked at another children's modeling agency and I just sort of loved it. So it seemed like a natural step and we just sort of waited till we thought the time was right and yeah, set it up. How do you go about starting an agency? Like, do you just sort of start scouting kids and putting together Pretty books much. and things? Yeah. Is that how I it was goes? a bit of a, yeah. So I was quite lucky in the sense that we both had quite a lot of industry contacts when it comes to brands and that sort of stuff because of where we'd worked before. Um, so we knew we kind of knew a few people in the industry to reach out to when we had the kids that we thought were perfect. And then, yeah, it was just scouting. Obviously, a couple of our friends had kids or we'd sort of see kids on the street and we're still very much about the street casting and scouting ourselves. So um, the first few months were, yeah, going up to everybody on the street that we thought could be a potentially be a Robin and, you know, chasing parents down, <laughs> that sort of thing, until we had what we thought was a strong enough group of kids. We started very small. We started with eight models wow. and just sort of, tried to get those working you know we wanted to test the waters a little bit make sure we weren't sort of taking on too many kids and not being able to give them the work and yeah. experience of the industry properly wow cool that's really good um, and so sort of you've built over four years so what kind of what kind of clients are you working with these days um so we i think we're lucky enough to to be able to say we've worked with the majority of the sort of high street british brands so you know next m&s little white company river island um, all of those sort of high street brands, Debenhams, Primark. Um, we've done, we've worked with a lot of the high fashion brands as well now, so Burberry, Versace, um, Dolce & Gabbana, pretty much a nice broad spectrum of brands. And um, we are predominantly stills. We do the odd TV bits and pieces, but mainly it's fashion and, you know, the modelling side that we're interested in. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because a lot of agencies, mm -hmm. I mean, I, I work in, in film and TV, so it's, it's interesting for me to see that a lot of agencies are really trying to transition into being like a dual purpose agency, sort of, yeah, uh, you know, stills and obviously acting. Is that something you're going to look in? Are you looking into that or is that kind of not really where you're aiming? Potentially further down the line, maybe if we found a booker that was really passionate about that side of things and had a really good background but both of our our backgrounds Anna and I started with just the fashion and modeling we don't want to sort of try and do something that we're not going to do as well as we can so for us stills was our main goal and our main sort of focus and we are a sole agency but we're happy for our kids to be 
with an acting agency that we know alongside us. Because you don't want to see anybody miss out if it's something they're good at, you know, yeah, um, if it's the talent they have. But I think predominantly we're going to focus on stills for, you know, the foreseeable. Yeah, I mean, that's good because obviously you do it well. It's one of those things where it's, if, it's not, if it's something you're not sort of like super passionate about, I think it's a very it's a very hard one also to get into. And it's, it's exactly. quite a lot of management, isn't it? So. Yeah, and I think it'd be unfair of us to sort of hold children to us and say we could get them this work if we weren't 100% confident that we'd be doing the best for them in that sense you know we do get the briefs we we speak to a lot of the casting directors and we do get big commercials every now and then but we'll only put somebody forward for a role if we know that they're perfect for it so mm. you know yeah oh brilliant well, that's really mm. good that's good that's a good way to do it because i think um there's definitely a lot of agencies i'm out, out there seeing they, they'll put anyone forward for anything and it's it's a bit i think it's a bit um a bit disingenuous but, sometimes it's, it's a bit hard to sort of yeah yeah, and I think it's a bit unfair on the casting directors in that sense because they, they don't want to be bombarded either. You have to sort of know. I think it's part of being a good agent and being a good booker is knowing, you know, the skill set of your children and what they're capable of and, you know, making sure you're not suggesting an eight-year-old for a four-year-old's role and, you know, things yeah, like that. Of course. Mm. You touched on something a minute ago, which I think a lot of parents are going to find, or certainly new parents are going to find really interesting, and that's the whole soul, non-soul thing. Yeah. Um, which one's better? Which What do I go for? Obviously, we're going to go. Soul is a good idea, good option in this instance. <laughs> but um, what? Just a quick, if you got from your your side of things, what's um sort of a, a quick um description of what soul versus non soul is, and sort of why you decided to go down the being a soul route? Okay, so non soul would mean that it's um, a child could be with numerous agencies. When you're with a soul agency, you're supposed to only be with that one agent agent and they put you forward for all of your bookings and they manage your diary completely so we decided we all, there was no question about it for us we were always going to be a sole agent when it came to stills only because we like to manage the model's diaries completely i've worked at adult agencies before where we've had you know kids uh sorry adults placed with different agencies and it's just got a bit messy it's hard you don't want to annoy the brands and the clients by sort of saying to them oh you can have louis and then Louis on option with another agent so you know it gets complicated and we just like to sort of keep our models as busy as we can and know exactly where they're going to be so it just made sense for us to do it that way that makes a lot of sense because I I think um, there's a common misconception that it's more of a you just don't want them dealing with anyone else but really it's a logistical thing where you just you need to know that if you book that child for a job they're going to be there you know or they're available that's all it is It's it's a practical thing not a it's not not you trying to block them from doing anything else. It's it's, it's no. purely a you know you're trying to help them and manage their time, which is a really good explanation exactly. of why there's, it's there. And there's lots of logistical reasons as well. Say for example, a child does a commercial for M and S. It might later down the line, depending on what the clauses are, mean that they shouldn't work for John Lewis, for example. And if a child's with numerous agencies, that can get a bit messy as well. And you we wouldn't want to upset one of our clients by you know contradicting a previously agreed contract that we weren't aware of and you know that's that's one of the main reasons for us oh interesting so that's a, that's mm. something that never gets spoken about you see those kind of intricacies really yeah i think there's a lot of behind the scenes agent bits and pieces that parents might not always think about and i'm sure a lot of the sole agent non-sole agencies must have their ways of dealing with this it's just something that we chose not to have to find a way around you know i'm sure they'll speak to each other or the parents you know share contracts and that sort of thing but we'd rather keep it all in-house and deal with it ourselves. 
Oh, that makes absolute sense. Yeah, there's no mm-hmm. reason to make it more complicated, and it has to be already exactly. so, yeah. <laughs> the same with everything, isn't it? It's, it's keep it as yeah. simple as you can, and it it works more efficiently normally. Mm, yeah. Um, so going on from that, so outside of sort of booked work, are you kind of you're okay with kids doing sort of um, uh, collaborations and things like that? Because as a photographer, I do a lot of a lot of um, obviously I do a lot of headshots for you guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But also, I get parents coming to me saying, "Oh, do you, can we do a collaborative shoot?" Uh, like an editorial or something do you mind kids doing collaborations outside of your diary or is it just easier if you're involved at all I think obviously this will be all different for each agency so I'm only speaking for Ray and Robin here but we personally don't mind at all if a child wanted to have a photo shoot with a photographer um, you know we'd always advise they they ask us if they're paying any money for it because we don't want to see children pay against the odds for photos you know so if anyone has any doubts we're more than happy to give advice and say yay or nay on who's a reputable photographer and that sort of thing um the only thing we sort of have an issue with is if it's for a small brand or a new brand or any brand you know that doesn't want to pay then that sort of collaboration is when we'd probably say no because you know a lot of brands can afford to pay and they're just being a little bit sneakier going to the parents that way um, but anyone doing test shoots or portfolio updates, we, we you know, generally nine times out of ten, we're more than happy to go ahead because the more photos we have, the better, you know. Yeah, of course. And that's yeah. an interesting point you brought up there about sort of small brands and uh, small films being sneaky because that happens to us as well. They're, oh, yeah, yeah. We haven't got, we're a new people. We haven't got any money. And like, can we have the photos? We'll keep free? you in mind. We'll keep right you in mind next up. time. Yeah, no, yeah. it's always like, yeah. mm, no, not, not anymore. No, thanks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, every so often you will find a great team and you will find a genuine new brand. And mm-hmm. we have got a couple. There's a brand called Winken who we work with all the time and we we often give our models to them. And, you know, there's a small fee and there's payment in clothing, but the photos are just so beautiful yeah. and they're still new. When they get bigger, that'll have to change. So we do make allowances every now and then. Mm-hmm. So I don't want brands to listen to this and be, like, be put off. No, But of overall, you know, it, it's we, about, we have it's to about be quite talking. collective. Because in that instance, exactly. in that instance, at least you're part of the conversation, and yeah. you know allowances can be made because you can judge based on where they are and sort of what they're doing, uh, and exactly. you know, sort of the, the mutual benefit rather than it just them just going directly to the mum or the model and trying to bypass exactly. your, your advice. Yeah. Oh, okay. Completely. Now I've got mm. I've got a question here. It's, it's, it sounds a bit obvious, but um, mm. what does a model booker do? In terms of like the broader job, I know obviously you book models and you. <laughs> that, yeah. That's, that's the obvious part, but they're, they're, I'm just wondering what um, your day to day job involves. Sure. So there's so many elements of it that I think often people probably don't consider, um, as opposed to obviously reaching out to brands, applying to brands, and people that are getting in touch. There's a lot of negotiating fees. There's a lot of reading over contracts. Um, there's a lot of scouting or always run, you know, we're never sort of not working any Saturday that I'm out and about, I've always got my scouting cards and I'm yeah. always sort of not really listening to I'm walking along the road because I'm staying at the child over the road. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of different elements of it. Um, but predominantly I suppose it is the booking. That's our main goal. You know, we're always sort of reaching out to new brands, um, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, mm. that's really important because I think a lot of, a lot of the time especially sort of like even when I do a photo shoot and I go quiet for a couple of weeks and the parents are like where are you what are you doing and I'm like well I'm editing yeah. you know I'm not yeah <laughs> you know I'm doing I'm, I'm doing, doing things in the back, I'm doing things in the background so it's it's, yeah. it's really really good to sort of have some clarity on what you you do yeah I think a lot of parents think that 
we can't somehow choose which models get picked as well, which I really want to clear up is not true at all. You know, if a client came to us asking for children that fit six to seven with a wide brief, we'd send them everybody and they then pick. You know, we do our best to make sure the model cards and the portfolios and measurements are up to date and all of that sort mm -hmm. of stuff. But it's not up to us who the client chooses ultimately. We just have to try and, you know, push <laughs> all of our kids. Yeah. Well, I was going to actually talk about that later on, but we might as well cover it now. And I can testify uh, from personal experience with you guys. I think one of one of my very first editorials I did uh, when I sort of started coming out of the adult industry into the kids was um, uh, a shoot down on the coast. And you guys sent I asked, I, I gave a really broad brief to you guys because I'd heard your name. And you sent me uh, everything. Yeah. Well, it, depends, it always depends on the brief. And if it's an editorial, we're, we love editorials and we love photo shoots like that. So if we have any child that has had a quiet few weeks or is new or could just do with an update, we'd always rather than do a portfolio shoot as opposed to paying a photographer otherwise, you know. So those sort of shoots we really enjoy because it's a way of a new kid getting experience. So, yeah, I probably would have been like, take your pick. <laughs> yeah. And it was great yeah. because I found, you know, found a, a couple of great kids. Um, yeah and it was fantastic um and ever since then you know I've I've met a load of your children and they're fantastic so you obviously have a, a good eye for it <laughs> I know thank you <laughs> I almost almost feels wrong saying thank you because obviously they're not me but I do I have to say I've got some beautiful children I, I know yeah and they're, they're, yeah. they're just very nice souls as well when you when you meet them they're great Really yeah, are. I think because we're a smaller agency in terms of how many children we do take on and we have on the books, I think it's a bit easier for us to make sure that, you know, we're working with parents that we love and get on with and that the kids enjoy it. We have had the odd occasional course where a child ends up just changing their mind or doesn't want to be on set, so we won't see that happen. We try our hardest to make sure that the kids love what they're doing. So hopefully most photographers will have the same sort of hmm. thoughts as you and think that they're good kids as well as obviously beautiful. I was going to talk about that so you you are a small agency which is really nice do you keep it that way because you like to have a relationship with all of your kids you don't want to have sort of full books and you don't really know who you've got in, in, you know what i mean you don't want to get too big and have just sort of exactly, crowds of children yeah. you like to know who, you, who, who who you're working with and who you have on your books yeah it, completely and we want to sort of make sure that no one falls through the cracks and has grown eight centimeters without us ever realizing you know it's really important for clients as well that we don't send them kids that have got the wrong shoe size or you know anything like that I've changed their hair without us knowing so in a way the less kids we have the easier it is for us to manage and make sure things run smoothly on that front mm -hmm. yeah of course that's really good yeah um and we're going to touch, touch on this um how do you I know different agencies do this really really vast in different ways and in the last year I've kind of not learned about it but I've heard about the, the mm. ma many varied ways of applying to be in an agent Sorry, in an, yeah. agent, in an agency. Yeah. How, how do you guys run things, and sort of what do you look for when you take an when you get an application? Because you must get hundreds. What do, yeah. what do you guys? What are you looking for um, in terms of a new kid? If you're looking for a new Robin. Of course. I mean, again, speaking only for Ray and Robin, I'm not sure about other agencies. Yeah. Um, and but there's never anything in particular that we're looking for. It's very rare that we'll sort of say we only want this sort of child or. You know, it, it's very varied. I, we can see a child and think, oh, my God, there's really something about them that it just really stands out. Um, but we do love kids, I suppose, that are a bit quirkier, that are a bit beautiful in a slightly more unusual way, I think. Um, but, again, just kids that really enjoy being on set and have a great, you know, confidence about them. 
is probably one thing that we always want to know. So we try to make sure we meet every single robin before we send them out. Obviously, that's not always possible. Sometimes a kid will get booked immediately, and that's sort of that's how things run there. But you know, how attitudes very important to us as well as looks and. A lot of the applications come online. We have an online system or people can email photos. But like I said, the majority, I think, of our models are found by us scouting ourselves and being out and about and getting to see them and, you know, that sort of thing. The old school way. You only, yeah. You, that's how it used to be done, yeah, rather than all yeah. online stuff. Did you, so exactly. do, you look, do you look just for do you look at If you're doing an online application, are you looking at just the photos? Because you mentioned the confidence there. Do you look, sort of want videos? You, we that, love videos. If someone sends us a video, yeah, 100%. I mean, we don't want to be bombarded with someone no. tap dancing for four hours, you know? <laughs> no, no. But with, like the odd short video, just an introduction, a quick joke, a little dance move, something like that that shows a bit of confidence and character is always welcome. And, you know, brands love to see that as well um, if they're doing a casting online. But, um, yeah, it just again, it just depends on... Who, who pops up really yeah i mean it's a, it's a really good answer i mean it it, it mirrors exactly because we i've just done a podcast with um two of my fellow photographers and we we had this exact same question do we do we choose the same models or do we look for the same type of model and all yeah. of us said the same thing no it's always about we see something in the model that we just we love you or just, they've got a, yeah they've got something about them or it's a confident it's something like that it's never about yeah. them going out looking for a specific type of model yeah that's not how yeah, it works completely so it's all about yeah. keep, you know, making sure that your confidence and your personality shine through. Um, yeah, and then, exactly. And, and that'll work. You know, that's that's all you've got mm-hmm. to do. And it may yeah. not work first time. I'm going to put that out there for for you because. <laughs> oh yeah, hundred percent. And we say we've had some children that have been so beautiful and so special, and then they've gone on set the first time. And their mum's called me afterwards and said, "Oh, I don't know how it went. They were really shy to start with." And we always say, you know, that's completely normal. And I couldn't stand in front of a group of people and pose while they took my photo. I'd absolutely hate it. So to expect a child to do that first time with no nerves, is it's a big deal. So those kids often are the ones that end up growing in confidence so dramatically. And the parents, you know, are almost thankful because it's helped their child as well. And they, they modeling sort of becomes, you know, helps them become them in a way. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the things... I think we as photographers try and help you know if we're doing headshots and updates and things we that's part of our job is to get the kids used to being in front of people and a camera and yeah sort of getting that experience before they walk into a room if possible yeah yeah it obviously of course helps when you have a nice photographer who is good with kids as well you know <laughs> it's, it's interesting to see them develop because you know I I meet the same kids over and over again and they the change in them from day one to sort of day yeah 200 is, is vast. And when they just know how to move on their own, sort of yeah. without any direction, it's crazy, isn't it? It's fantastic. Yeah. It's it's amazing mm. just to sort of see how they learn and sort of how they develop and how much more they enjoy it. You know, because yeah. it, like you say, it's scary when they first start out, but when yeah. they when they've got into they it, know they, they know really what they're it. doing. They know when they know yeah. what they're doing. They've got confidence. They they really love it, and it's great to see. So it's it definitely is, a good yeah. thing for kids to do. Yeah, definitely. One thing that I get asked a lot, but when when kids apply to you, when kids apply to you and any agency, I think is kind of a general thing. Yeah, like. You don't need a set of professional headshots to apply. No. Um, am I right? It's just a quick snap on a phone, you know, and or whatever it is. Exactly. Is that, is that true? Yeah, 100% true. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that all agencies would be able to see what they need in a headshot taken on a mobile phone if it's clear enough, you know. I'm pretty sure there's no agencies out there that would claim they need professional shots to start with. And I think, as we were just discussing, that might help because, you know, a shot on a mobile phone is is a much more personal thing between so normally mum and mum and the kid. 
you're more likely to get that personality out of the yeah. child yeah. in no that situation rather than sticking them. Yeah. No awkwardness. So you're more likely to get a true representation in that kind of shot exactly. if you're just applying. So yeah. yeah. So my advice is always like, don't pay for shots if you're just starting out. Yeah. If any parents yeah. are listening to this, they're considering paying anything over, I'd say, well, it varies, but there's some, I've had some really horrible horror stories where parents spent hundreds or thousands of pounds on these portfolios, you know, and these weird studios that's really unnecessary and I'd really advise anybody against doing that it's you know unless you want the photos yourself I wouldn't do that and even then I'd say don't spend thousands of pounds don't spend hundreds of pounds there's wonderful photographers who do it for a lot less it's, it's one of the one of the ways I got started in the industry actually because I got so cross with these high street portfolio things oh. and all that that I just I just started doing photos for my friend's kids oh. because I'm like I don't want you paying that money. You're a savior. It, it, you saved them. They they honestly I do not understand how they get away with it. It makes me so mad when I speak to parents that have done that because you just feel bad for them because often the photos are terrible anyway. Not often the, the children obviously yeah. look lovely, but the photos are so edited, so tacky that you just we couldn't use them anyway. And I'm pretty sure that's the same for most agencies. Leading on from that because I I completely agree. Yeah. Um, at what point? Now, at what point do you think it's necessary to get their first set of head headshots and, and updates? Because obviously we know that professional headshots, um, not to sort of toot our own trumpet or anything, but... They make a difference. Get, they make yeah. a difference, right? So can you explain why they make a difference? Sure. So um, there's a few reasons. One being that often it could just sort of... It does give the child a little boost. It gives them a bit of an, an experience. They kind of will understand what a set is more, you know, more like them more aware of what's going to happen when they go to set which is always a bonus because like we just touched upon arriving on a set having never done anything before can be daunting so any experience is wonderful um, and then sometimes we'll put a um, send some clients some really recent home taken photos and that child will just saw and it'll be fine and they won't need to have a portfolio but that is few and far between a headshot that's professional just sort of stands out amongst you know other shots it's, it, it's easier for a child to get lost in amongst a board of suggestions if they've only got home taken photos so a nice clear professional photo you know photographers know what they're doing they know how to bring out the best in most children so often they're just a, a more standout card and you know yeah, yeah. not sure that's, if that quite answered it but you know that did answer no that's absolutely fine I mean a lot of people don't, aren't really sure when they should start because obviously it is an investment yeah for parents for you know this, this isn't the, this being if you want to pursue modeling and any kind of creative industry there's always going to be some kind of investment and i think it's it's really important to do that at the right time and in the right way yeah you know yeah so it, it's good for parents to know sort of so when do you think is the right time for them to um invest in their first set is it sort of once they're signed you know just to get their model card going or is it a bit later down the road when when would you say is a good time to look at doing i that? mean to be honest, we probably do it slightly differently to a lot of other agencies. We tend to say to the parent, if they're not sure, we'd say do it straight away before you've even been signed, you know, to make sure the child enjoys it and wants to have their photo taken. And you can also have the most beautiful children that just aren't really photogenic and don't enjoy being photographed. So their photos won't come out, you know, as you'd expect. Yep. So often we'll say, have a test run if you, if you want, if it's something you're serious about. Um, but when we take on a child, what we tend to do is have a um, new face or an update day. So every so often we'll invite a selection of children in that we think have a really good chance of becoming a Robin and have some really have potential. And we'll take the first set of photos for them. So we use those. And then after that, every sort of six months, a year, if they haven't had really regular work coming in professionally, paid work via us, we'd recommend, you know, 
having an update with, with someone like yourself. So we just say every, every so often, you, you know, you can't really go wrong with having nice, strong update photos. That's good. It's really good information for parents to have because uh, so many of them don't know the timings of this thing. So it can kind of be a roller coaster where they apply, they may get in, they may not, may get not. They they they're sort of doing things out of order, or they they think that spending a lot of money on something will help. Yeah, and that's not necessarily going to be the case. No, and so that's, that's really good information. Yeah, and if somebody doesn't have the money, if if you know it's you know it's a bit of a tight time, it, it's no big deal. We're most agencies will be happy to go with home taking photos until something can be worked out you know it's not a necessity it's just a bit of a bonus you know and yeah. obviously they do look lovely it's nice for us to promote the child on social media with those photos we're more likely to do that with professional photos than we are home taking photos so you know they're more likely to go up on the website etc so it's, it's another way of sort of giving that child a, a little bit of a it's difficult from our side of things because people say, "When do you need photos?" And they they don't believe us. Obviously, you're going to say it all the time because you're selling them. I'm yeah, like, well, not really. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, that's not that's not how we work. We try and make it as we try and make it as easy and as best as possible for you guys. There's no value to us to be. And there's enough children out there to be need. working enough anyway. You know, it's not oh, like oh, you need the oh, same child yeah. over and over again. No, it's 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 busy out there. Yeah, yeah. it's um, you know, and I think a lot of parents don't really get that. You know. Yes, it's nice to have people coming through my door, but I don't really, I don't really want to be dealing in the business of selling stuff or having people in that don't need updates. No, that's not, it's really not good how for your reputation. Why would you want that? No, yeah. exactly. It's, it's it's not it's not useful to anyone really, especially them, because if they don't get if they don't get out of it what they what they want. You know, certainly if they come in with the expectation of an, of a model update, it's going to get me work, and it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, you know, it doesn't do it doesn't do anyone any good. No, exactly. You know, it do any good. But that's another thing I would but... say as well. You know, there are so many beautiful children out there, and there are so many children, you know, parents that want to be in the industry. So, for every child that you know wants to pay for photos or wants to be a model, it's not always going to work out, and it's nothing. It's not always a reflection on that child. It's just it's just the way the industry is. It's really overpopulated, and you know, I guess it makes your job and my job a little bit harder because. A lot of people will have expectations that can't always, you know, work out. I mean, yeah, I mean, like you say, there's, it's a limited industry in every sense. I mean, in TV, film, mm. modelling, it's all, it's a very small box yeah. with a lot of people trying to fit into it. Yeah. You know, I mean, you mentioned your clients earlier, sort of like, you know, all the high street brands. There's only so many of them and they only shoot so many times a year. Exactly. And like, like we said, we can't choose what they're looking for either. So it's just, it, yeah. It's just having that realization that it is very small you know and, and, it, and it is very competitive but if you love doing photography you love being in front of a camera then for sure exactly give it a go see what happens you never know yeah exactly yeah um leading on to that because you kind of just touched on it in how do you kind of help the kids with the i want to say re rejection's a harsh word but you know the rejection of the industry because it can be quite brutal i think sometimes we'd find a way to explain to them that it wasn't them it was just not the role that they were right for that time um yeah so it can be quite harsh but you know we've never had any real upsets with kids like that i mean again it comes it comes with the job i mean i think most kids are quite resilient yeah, but um, exactly you know it's, it's one of those things you should expect but it's a blow for us as well you know we'll always do our best to make sure the kids you know, I have to say we have a good track record. We we obviously get options released, as does everybody. But generally, I, I like to say we've got quite a high success rate with that. So I think um, it just sort of depends on each job, and you know. I mean, there's no guarantees. I think it's I think all of this is kind of building uh, just sort of a, 
a, a picture of what to expect if you're coming into it. Yeah. Because, you know, yeah, you may get signed, but there's there's so many things to sort of think about beyond, you know, the fame and the pictures and stuff. It's a very hard job for parents, for model agents, for the models. Yeah. For the photographers. Everyone works really hard. It's, it's a really sort of high pressure. It can be kind of, you know, very busy, very stressful. Yeah, and it can be some industry. quite long days as well. I think a lot of people yeah. just kind of think oh it's hard modeling you just go and you smile you go home it's not like that at all as any you know parent or model or anyone in the industry as you know I think Mm -hmm. people need to come into it understanding that it is actually a job and it's a professional environment a lot of the brands wouldn't want somebody that isn't going to take it seriously and you know doesn't mind waiting a bit and you know that sort of thing the last few podcasts I've had parents and models on just talking about it and you know they've done a very good job of explaining yeah this is hard sometimes it's not all fun and games. Mm. You know, we're driving from the north of England to London for a casting yeah. for two minutes, and then I'm, we may not get that casting, so we kind of, you know, wasted our time and all this kind of thing. Yeah. Coming on to that, actually, do you do you find that casting agents and castings um, often ask for more a broader spectrum than they really should be doing? Yes, I do. Not always. Yeah, some brands, I think, and a lot of, I think a lot of acting is a lot more like that from my experience. Um, we're quite good with castings, I like to think, and I think um, a lot of the parents, we, we try to keep most of our kids London-based, but they're not all. They're all over the country. And so if we have a child that's based in Somerset, for example, we'll say to a client, look, they're wonderful, but it's very unlikely they can make this client this casting unless there's some sort of guarantee or unless you can pay them a fitting rate for attending because it's such a long way. And often the child yeah. will still get booked. Of course, sometimes the client will insist on seeing the child and, you know that's sort of just how the industry is but when it comes to casting I think we're quite strict with them we don't want to just sort of send kids here there and everywhere necessary you know we try and do a lot via photos and direct bookings because I do hear a lot of things from some models who they they attend a hundred castings they turn up and it's they they don't suit the brief there's 99 other children there and they all look completely different yeah it does happen, of course time to time you know we have some there's always going to be some big castings that go on and if it's if the you know potential out, outweighs that then it's we'll say to parents go but generally yeah we yeah. try and stay clear of those sort of ones for, for my my personal query and i guess for for education for parents because whenever i get parents in my studio i try and educate them on how i'm photographing and sort of what to look for and what not to look for maybe in, in future shoots they they go to elsewhere what kind of stuff what do you look for in a in a headshot if i'm yeah. If I'm taking one for one of your kids. So we're, I'm probably the most annoying agent uh, booker to ask that because I change my mind quite regularly. The only one sort of consistent hate that I have is over-editing. So if anyone's, you know, sort of brushed out their paws and, you know, you can't sort of mm-hmm. see what their actual face yes. looks like, if they look like any child, then that's a no-go. And that happens surprisingly a lot. We'll get a lot of parents sending us these photos. I don't know who's taken them or you know, parents putting filters on their child and mm-hmm. too much makeup is a no-go. We don't want jewelry. We want them to, the children to look like children, you know. Um, yeah. So that's the main sort of thing. No, no over-editing. Ideally, we like really natural lighting. Um, and that, that's pretty much the main requirement. There's no sort of, you know, set rules. If you, We've just updated our website. If you have a look on the you can actually now see the boys and the girls' headshots. You can't go into their profiles, but you can see the headshots. So they're sort of like a, oh, cool. a little guide that you can kind of have a look and you'll see they're all completely varied. And yeah, just sort of depends. But natural lighting, no over-editing, 
and just good quality, really. Yours are always perfect. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Which we try not to. I don't, I'm a big, I don't like over anything at all. Yeah, especially not for children, you, always, you know. You can, pick, you can always pick it out, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the odd thing, of course, if they have little scraps or something like that, or, you know, but yeah. otherwise, they're children, they don't, they don't need it. <laughs> Black and white versus colour. I'm interested in your opinion on this. Probably colour. But again, it just sort of depends. I mean, if it's a photo of myself, always black and white. But for the yeah. models, I'd say <laughs> probably colour, just because you can see a lot more. If someone's got lovely hair colour or eyes, you know, for a client's mm. perspective, they want to know what the child actually looks like. So one black and white photo on a card probably okay. But I'd say colour's probably what they're gonna we're gonna need. We wouldn't want someone with only black and white photos. No, absolutely right. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, no, I, I, we, we have a debate in in the photography sort of circles. We, I love black and white. I, I shot when I shot um, actors' headshots and Hollywood portraits. I only shot black and white. Yeah. And then I came to, I came to kids, and it's only colour. And I'm like, oh. I mean, it's, I can see why black and white always. It's really striking. It always looks beautiful. Um, mm -hmm. Well, not always, but you know what I mean. If it's a good strong photo, yeah. black and white, I think looks stunning. But I just think mm -hmm. for the purposes of a headshot, colour works best really for me my personal opinion and what i think looks best for clients to see to get a better a better gauge of what they're getting i'm interested into in uh how you guys are getting on during lockdown how how is that affecting the business things? in general you know, business in general yeah the industry and the business and how, how are you finding yeah it? so obviously it's a little bit more boring there's not quite as much going on as there was before we were used to being very sort of go 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 it was a very constant stream of you know everything so um there's no shoots going on. I, I don't know if you're aware, but we actually, we I think we're one of the first agencies, if not the first agency, to sort of say, look, we're not, we're going to stop shooting because we don't want to send our kids into these, this environment. You know, who knows what will happen. So we sort of stopped shoots before we were officially told to. Um, and we just want to, you know, keep keep it like that until it's 100% safe. At the moment, what we're doing is a lot of, we've, a lot of brands are sort of, reusing images of course which they have to pay for so that's sort of happening and we're doing a lot of um kids that have high instagram followers are being sent a few packages of clothing to do some paid advertising and you know there's lots of there's a few variations of ways we're keeping things ticking over but it's it's not the same situation of course and you know no castings no shoots are happening so it's a little bit more boring on that front for the time being yeah, yeah, same for us too. Yeah, um, my camera's gonna gather it, gathering. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so, what are you guys when this all ends? What's um? What are you gonna? What are be your goals for the next twelve months? Do you have any sort of major things you've got your eyes on? Any expansion plans? Or are you looking at are you looking to chase any specific clients? Or Do you know, to, yeah, what, what what are your goals? To be honest, I think we're quite lucky with our client base, and I think it's quite hard for me to answer that. I don't want to sort of, we don't want to really take on a whole load of new kids or find a whole mm. load of new clients. We sort of want to just keep who we've got and get back to where we were before and just sort of keep keep going, really. We've just redone our yeah. website, which is sort of something that's kept us a bit busy the past few weeks. Um, so, yeah, just, just reach out to everybody and sort of keep them updated with who we've got and what's happened and, you know, that sort of thing. That's really nice that you're just, you know, happy with where you are and it's going really well. Yeah. I mean, you're, de you're definitely seen as one of the top agencies in the industry. Oh, thank you. That's um, lovely to hear, especially being such a new one. You know, it was daunting for a yeah. while, so it's nice to know that we've sort of found our place. Well, I think I think you have got that reputation of being sort of like the agency who are like um, 
nice small you, know, you know your models you know your clients and we don't want to take on too many kids it'd be, it'd be easy during this time because we're still getting a lot of applications to take on loads of new kids and keep ourselves busy that way but we just don't see that as fair on the models that we already have we don't want to create even more internal competition for the kids that you know we have in the industry ourselves so yeah that's something yeah. we're quite strict on you know kids and and other things that we get asked a lot so i'm not sure if this was a question so if we're sort of no. butting in with this that's but it. we um, no, get a lot of parents who are with other agencies sort of reaching out and a lot of people say to us would you consider taking on kids with another agency and generally the answer is no um you know it's another thing we feel quite strongly about we like to sort of find our, our fresh faces our new kids you know we like our robins to just sort of be robins as opposed to having been with a few other agencies you know we think it's less confusing for clients and it just works best for us so you kind of like to take on fresh faces i mean obviously there's uh, the exceptions here and there and if somebody doesn't need to work for a while or you know somebody's perfect for a gap that we have we we do make yeah. allowances but as a whole that's a question we probably get asked the most um but yeah you know we're quite strict on that we like our kids to just sort of be our kids and we want to be the people introduce them to brands and clients ourselves as opposed to being like oh you've seen Tommy before um but here he is with us now you know we like to sort of start yeah. start with new faces oh. yeah well perfect that's, that's that's really good to know yeah <laughs> that's really good to know because one of the one of the things that you, you did touch on it there and I think you probably covered it but um one of the things that gets brought up is uh you know that a, a lot of the well not a lot some of the some agencies may take on other kids to sort of maybe bring them off the market yeah, in the, if, the, if that if that makes sense to sort of bring them away from the kids that are, they've got on their books, I I agree, um, and I think that's unfair on those children and those parents, and you know that's something we wouldn't do. And even when it comes to siblings, as you know, we're quite strict. If we don't think we can get somebody work, we won't take them on because you know why would we? <laughs> but you know, yeah. each agency obviously sees different things and different children. You know, thinks they can promote children in a different way. So. Just because one agency doesn't take a child on doesn't mean another one won't. It's just, yeah. you know, we're all looking for different things. Is there anything sort of you wanted to bring up um, you thought you, you think you might like to talk about quickly before we uh, wrap up? Do you know, I don't think so. I think I've sort of interrupted you with my points a few times and I think I've no. said everything I needed to say. It's quite interesting to hear some of the questions that you've been asked by parents as opposed to the ones that we just get asked as agents, which, you know, yeah. is pretty much the same to an extent what sort of photos people should apply with, um, how often we take on new faces, that sort of thing. But if anyone does have yeah, any questions um, after listening to this, feel free to email us or, you know, give us a call. Yeah, absolutely. I'll put all your details on the website. It's rayrobin.com. People can just go go there and find out all the details. Yeah, exactly. Brand new, brand new shiny website. Oh. <laughs> very exciting. Yeah. So uh, thank you very much, Alina, for doing this. This has been fantastic. I think uh, parents are going to get a lot out of it. Um, I really appreciate your time. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having us. Yeah, any questions, just give us a call or an email and we'll come back to you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye. Well, there you go, guys. I hope you enjoyed that. In the next few episodes, we actually have more agencies coming on. So if you found that interesting, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next episode comes out. We also have kids and parents from the modelling world, as well as acting and voiceover coming on too. If you have any questions for any of them, be sure to email us on podcast at themerative.com. Otherwise, you can find me on Instagram at nick.dale to check out my work and at The Merative for everything about this podcast. The feed is coming along slowly, but we'll update it as soon as we can. I'm also online at nickdale.co.uk. 
please do subscribe follow and rate us wherever you listen it really helps us out music today was i got this by tiger run licensed through audio.com thank you for listening guys and i'll see you next time